morning to all those that are here with us this morning. So thankful for your presence and those that are visiting with us. We're always encouraged by you. And those that are watching online, thank you for being with us as well. We're glad that we're able to be here today so that we can worship God in spirit and in truth. We're going to be looking today at Luke chapter 6 and verses 47 through 49. And before we do that, I do want to make mention of the fact that we are now in 2023. Hopefully you've been able to to remember that when you write your checks out, uh, they put 23 on the end of it because the banks won't take a check that is over a year old. Because if you put 22, it's a year old. But I hope that we will do really our best to be present in every worship hour and in Bible study. I would encourage all of us to make every effort to really apply ourselves to the Word of God. I promise that if you'll do that, you'll have a great year. And I would encourage you to really dig deep to make this a great year for the cause of Christ. And we can do that. And let's bring other souls to Christ in this new year as we work together and pray together. Here in our text, Luke 6, 47 through 49, Jesus here encourages us to build our lives upon his word. We understand the importance of hearing what God has to say and to put it into practice. Jesus said that those who do that are deemed wise. They are the, the ones who would build their house upon a solid, sure, steadfast foundation. But the flip side is that, that those who hear the word of God and do not do it are deemed foolish and thus would build their house upon a foundation that is unsure, that will not stand through the test of time. I hope that we can get from our study today about the theme, built to last. Our lives need to be built to last. And as we think about this thing together, I want to begin by emphasizing the importance of building our lives on the Lord. The Lord is our sure and sound and steadfast foundation. Now, the first thing we notice from our text is the resolve to build our lives on the Lord. And I think what Jesus is saying here is important for us to have a good foundation, a sure foundation for life. If you don't have a good foundation, then, all, then in all probability, you're looking at failure. And of, of course, it's not going to last. We want it to be built to last. And so as we think about the resolve to build our lives on the Lord, there are two things that come to my mind. First of all, I would encourage you to make Jesus the cornerstone of life. If Jesus is the cornerstone of your life, then everything is going to rest on him. Solomon said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. The emphasis being 
It's trusting in God and building our lives around Him. We understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. And so in order for us to trust in the Lord, then we've got to spend time in His Word, in the book. And if we do that, then we will naturally rest our lives upon Him. And so Jesus has to be the cornerstone of our lives. The psalmist said many, many years ago, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. That's Psalm 127, verse 1. To make Jesus the cornerstone upon which everything goes from that to be sure and sound and steadfast. It revolves around Him. And so let me give you an example of what I'm talking about because in Colossians 1, 3, or Colossians 3, 1 through 4, Paul, of course, is writing to the New Testament Christians, and here's what he said If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of the throne of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth, for ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. The emphasis there ought to be on Christ, who is our life. And if we build our lives on the Lord and we make him the cornerstone, then we also need to make him the core of our life as well. When Jesus is the core, again, everything revolves around him. In other words, he's the hub. Sometimes we talk about core strength. But to develop core strength in the Lord is to make sure that our lives are revolving around him, that he is the hub, that is the center of everything. Isn't that what he said in Matthew 6, 33? When he said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. For you see, if Jesus is first in your life, then everything else will then just fall into place. And so here in Luke chapter 6, Jesus is saying what you need to do is to make sure that your life is built on a good, firm foundation. Jesus needs to be the cornerstone of your life, but he also needs to be the core of your life as well. And so you and I need to resolve to build on that. What are the the repercussions of not building on the Lord? Well, it can be catastrophic. Listen, if you will, again to what Jesus said in verse 48. He said, he's like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation shall build a house upon the earth upon which the the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Notice the phrase the ruin of that house was great if you don't build your life on the lord i promise you the consequences are catastrophic not just now but eternal make sure that you build your your life on the lord that he's the apex of your life that is the core 
that everything is revolving around him and that everything rests on him. Now, in the second place, what about fortifying our lives? Can we withstand, can we withstand the storms of life? You see, Jesus in verses 48 and 49 talks about the storms that will come. In our lives, I want to assure you, storms will come. If they haven't, just hold on. Buckle up. It's coming. There are the storms of life. They will come. We just launched out into a new year with 2023. And all the expectations, the excitement, the anticipation, if you will. There are a lot of positive things that we can think about in the future. And all of us probably have great expectations for what lies ahead. I've heard many of you already say, hopefully this year will be a better year than last year. I hope it is too, right? But it's up to us to make sure it's a better year. But there is the flip side of that. There is also the negative things that can and will occur. Here are some examples of what I'm talking about. Did you know that when you think about the storms that will come, Jesus had said that the rains descended, the floods came, and the beat upon that house. Let me tell you, the first potential storm that you may face in this new year may have to do with your family. That's right. Have you ever thought about how many marriages are in trouble today? I mean... We talk about the world and we understand that there are a lot of folks in the world whose marriages are coming apart at the seams. But I'm not so naive as to think that those within the church don't sometimes have problems even within their marriage. And yet a lot of those marital problems could be corrected if we as husbands would love our wives as Christ loved the church. If the wives would love their husbands enough to submit to them and be respectful to their husbands, 1 Timothy 3.11. If only the husbands would be the spiritual leader that God would, has called upon us to be in the home, Ephesians 6.4. Yet there are problems that will come to our families. What about our children? What about your children? 2023 may make you a very happy person when it comes to your offspring. But on the other hand, they may break your heart because of things they say or for things because of things they do or places that they go. I know what Paul said, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Ephesians 6, 1. Well, the idealistic thought is that we hope and pray our children will do that which is right. But sometimes that doesn't happen. And when Jesus is saying, here is that when it comes to the storms of life and your family, he says, you better dig deep. You need to get down to that rock, to that solid foundation. Listen again to what he said about the man building the home. He said he dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. He dug until he came to a hard surface. Have you ever dug a hole and, and you kept digging and you finally hit something? Whoa, I might have hit a treasure, right? It was rock. That's where you need to dig deep till you get to that solid foundation. 
What about your friends? All of us are blessed with friends. Solomon talks about that there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, Proverbs 18, 24. But it doesn't always happen, does it? In Psalm 55, the psalmist talks about somebody that has literally gutted him. And he said in verse 14, we took sweet counsel together. They worshiped together. He said in verse 21, the words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. What do you do when a friend or a confidant, somebody that has been with you through thick and thin, somebody that's always stood by you, what are you going to do? When problems arise between you and that person, what if you're falling out with somebody that's been closer to you than a family member? How do you react to that? Well, I know, biblically speaking, you want to reconcile with them. When those problems occur, they, they can shake your faith. And what Jesus is saying here is that you better dig deep. Did you know that there are people in the church that have quit? They have walked away from Christianity all because of a friend or, or somebody within the church didn't treat them like they felt like they should be treated. They've allowed some petty argument or un- misunderstanding, if you will, to destroy their faith. Jesus is saying, you better dig deep. You better lay a foundation. What about our failing health? Who's to say that we won't sit in the physician's office in 2023 and hear that sobering words that we have cancer? Who is to say that will happen to any one of us or some other type of debilitating illness? What are you going to do when you are face to face with that position and he tells you, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do. Do you remember Isaiah the prophet when he was told to go to Hezekiah the king and and he said, set thine house in order for thou shalt die and not live? Isaiah 38, one, you better dig deep. You might find out in this new year you got heart problems, that you have hypertension, that you have Parkinson's disease, that you have cancer. The Bible talks about a woman in the book of Mark, in Mark 5, 25 and following, that had a blood disease for 12 years. She had this disease, debilitated. And she had gone to many physicians and spent all the money that she had And the Bible says she grew worse rather than getting better. Verse 26. What are you going to do? When we come to the end of this year, 2023, if the Lord wills and your physical condition has continued to deteriorate and you're not the man or the woman or the young person that you thought you were a year ago, you better dig deep. You better make sure you have a strong foundation to withstand the storms that I'm talking about that's going to come. Because Jesus says the rains will come, the floods will come, and you better be able to withstand them. That's why you need to build your life on the Lord and Him only. That's why you better make sure that your life rests on the Lord and everything revolves around him what about failures (laughs) 
We are not immune to failures. I can tell you about a lot of folks that have failed in life. Sometimes we fail. We make grievous mistakes, mistakes that we would say would never happen, but they did happen. Did we say that they will never happen to me? But oh, it happens, doesn't it? What are we going to do? Are we going to walk away? Are we going to give up, quit? You better dig deep. You better have a solid foundation because the storms will come. Do you remember when David sinned with Bathsheba? David had the humility of heart to say, you know, I have sinned against the Lord. In Psalm 51, 4, he said these words. He says, against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. You better dig deep. You better have a good foundation. Because if you make mistakes and you stumble and you fall in this life, you have to resolve to get up and dust yourself off and go on, move on, and say, I'm not going to stay down. I'm going to do what's right. What about fatalities? Last week I mentioned about the number of people that were lost here at Central. Did you know that we have just barely finished the first day of the first week of January 2023. And that we've already had, that I know of, a death within, not here at Central, but within the family at Central. And that's the friend of ours, ours, Teresa Moon, who died Sunday night. And that's just our friend. It could be that you have friends that have died just in the past week. Don't tell me fatalities won't come. Don't tell me people won't lose loved ones. And don't tell me that they won't be young either. What are you going to do when you have to stare death in the face? What are you going to do if you lose your mama or your daddy or your son or your daughter? What are you going to do if you lose somebody that's close to you over the next few months? You better dig deep. You better not allow death to drive a wedge between you and God. What you need to do is to learn. You need to understand that death is common to all people. The Hebrew writer in Hebrews 9, 27 says, And it is appointed unto man once to die, then cometh the judgment. Death will come. Death will come. Just look at the track record. It speaks for itself, right? I mean... Wow. If the Lord allows me to live, I wonder just how many more funerals I will have to conduct. I, I wonder how many I will preside. I, I, I don't know. But it would be an odd year if I didn't. You better dig deep. You better lay a good foundation because as Jesus said, the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat vehemently upon that house and it will destroy your faith if you don't so dig deep what about finances what are you going to do if you have some kind of financial reversal over the course of the next 12 months will you give up are you going to say I, I just quit some think it will never happen to me are you sure 
You never know. Do you remember Job? The book of Job? The patriarch? Job was a wealthy man. Job was an extremely rich man, and yet in the blink of an eye, he lost his fortune, his flocks. What are you going to do? What will you do if your investments don't go as planned? A while back, a well-known coach whose investments had gone south to the tune of $20 million. What are you going to do? You better dig deep. You better lay a good foundation. Solid. If you don't, you're going to be in trouble. It's just that plain and simple. And so the storms of life, they will come. I promise they will come. But what about the consequences when those storms come? Here's the question. How will we react to that? Now, the storms of life, they can beat you down. They can break you down. It's called erosion. Listen again to what Jesus said in Luke 6, 48. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood came, that stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. For it was founded upon a rock, but he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. Not much erosion with that. Immediately. And the ruin of that house was great. Here's the deal. The storms of life, they're coming. Now, I understand that sometimes we can engage in behavior that warrants certain consequences, but there are some things that are beyond our control that we have no power to prevent. But when those storms come, how will we react? And they will. There are certain inherent consequences, and those consequences are the storms that beat you down, that will, let, that will break you down. Sometimes we talk about being beaten down to a pulp. They can grind you to powder. Now you can either allow the storms of life to break your faith or you can allow it to build your faith. That is why James said in James 1, 2, and 3, he says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The idea is that it brings a sense of perseverance and endurance to life. How many of you got on that bicycle for the very first time and fall and never got back on it ever again? Or did you get back on and learn to ride that bike? That's what we're talking about. There are the storms of life. There are the difficulties of life. There are the trials, the temptations, the difficulties of life. But here's what I want you to see in the second place. Where or what is our strength for life? Our strength for life is the Lord. That's why we said you need to build your life on the Lord. Go back and think with me for just a moment about the figures that I used. I, I said, if Jesus is the cornerstone of your life, everything's going to rest on him. 
And so, yes, the storms will come. The floods will come likewise, and they will beat upon you. But you can withstand it. Why? Because you got the Lord on your side. Because your life rests on the Lord. Because everything is revolving around Him. Because there is this core strength that you have. Paul said in Philippians 4 and verse 13 that I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. If you have a core strength, and I'm talking about that strength that's within, within that torso, you can hit a golf ball a mile if you have core strength. Did you know that? You can withstand the pressures and the trials and the tribulations and the temptations and the storms of life. You can withstand them because they will come. That's why Paul said, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. That's Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a peace that passes all understanding? Have you thought about that? If your life has not been built on the Lord, if he's not your cornerstone, if he's not your core, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Because I'm telling you, the storms will come. They will come. They will come in 2023 and they'll beat you down. They'll try to break you. But because you have dug deep and you have laid your life with a solid foundation on the Lord himself, there isn't nothing that can beat upon it and break it down. That's strength. Strength in the Lord. You have a peace that passes all understanding. In Philippians 4.19, Paul said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If the Lord is what he ought to be in your life, your needs will be met. He will meet your spiritual needs. He will meet whatever needs you have. Why? Because he said he would. And he always keeps his promise. Let me ask you this question. Is your life built to last? I understand that life can eventually give way to death. I'm not saying that you that it's going to last to the point that, that you'll never die. That's not, that's not going to happen. But do you, you do have a soul, a soul that will last for eternity. Is your life built to last while here on planet earth for a certain period of time when it comes to our getting by day to day week to week month to month year to year is your life built to last is your life built to last to withstand the storms that are going to come Jesus said the rains descended and the floods came, the weed, the winds beat upon that house and it fell not. Why? Because it was founded upon a rock. You better dig deep and find the rock, which is the Lord. But on the flip side, when the rains descended, the floods came and beat upon that house that the foolish man built 
Because he heard the word of God, but he didn't take it and make application. He didn't dig deep and lay his foundation upon a rock. And because of that, great was the fall of it. 2023 is now a reality. And I hope and pray that all of us have a great year, but I know that there will be storms along the way. What I'm trying to do is to help equip us to meet the storms that will come. And so again, asking the question, is your life built to last? Can you make it? Can you retain your faith when those storms come? You better dig deep and lay a foundation on the Lord. If you're here today and not a child of God, can we assist you in helping you in every way to find the Lord? To find the Lord of your life so that you can lay a good foundation upon Him so that He can be your strength. So that you can build your life to last and then your soul for eternity. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? John 8, 24 says that if you don't, you're going to die in your sins. Are you willing to make the changes in your life called repentance? Luke 13, 3, Acts 17, 30. You'll perish if you don't. Are you willing to make the good confession? Jesus said in Matthew 10, 32, he says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. Who better than to stand for you and plead your case before the judge but Jesus himself? And then are you willing to go down into the waters of baptism to seal the deal, if you will? To have the, the sins washed away? To have the remission of sins? The forgiveness of sins? Acts 2.38, Mark 16.16, 16, Acts 22.16, many other verses. Why? Why? So that you can put the Lord on in baptism. He's now your rock. He's now your solid, sure, steadfast foundation upon which you build your life. So when that time comes and the storms will come, nothing will be able to shake you from your foundation. Nothing will tear away your faith and break you down. That's what's important. And then if we live faithfully until the end, we'll receive that crown of life. Please understand as we sing number 31, all things are ready, but it's up to you to come to the feast. If you're in need of the gospel call, maybe you're a child of God, you wandered off back into sin. Repent of that. Pray that God will forgive you. We're here to pray with you and for you. But the time has come that the feast is here. As together we stand.